Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Christian Historical Fiction Talk. I am your host, author Liz Tolsma. Thank you so much for joining me. I am very glad to have you along. This time, we are going to be taking a look at some of my followers' favorite reads from this summer. Yes, unfortunately, fall is upon us. I know where I live in Wisconsin, the trees are turning, the weather is getting cooler, we've had our jackets out, we've even had some frost on our pumpkins. So, um, yeah, we have to bid goodbye to the summer and get ready for the fall. So I will be having a fall preview episode coming up soon, but for now, let's take a little bit of a look back at the summer and see what were some of your favorite reads from the summer. And if you've missed any of these, might be something that you want to add to your fall to be read pile. Before we dig into that, though, make sure you are following the podcast on your favorite podcasting host site. And Christian Historical Fiction Talk is on Instagram, it's on Facebook, it's on Twitter, so you can find us all over social media as well. And I'd love a chance to interact with you a little bit more and get to know you, and there might just be polls on there, and you never know when you might get a little bit of a mention or one of the books that you recommend might end up on the podcast. So let's dive into what some of my readers' favorite books of the summer were. And the first one we're going to talk about briefly is If I Were You by Lynn Austin. This is one that I also enjoyed this summer. It was released earlier in the year, and it was a brilliant book. Of course, it's Lynn Austin. What else do you expect besides sheer perfection? It's really her very first split fiction book where part of it takes place in one time period and part takes place in another time period. In fact, she really has three different time periods here. The book follows Audrey Clarkson and Eve Dawson, and they are friends. They grow up together in Audrey's manor house in England. Audrey is the daughter of the owner of the manor house, and Eve is the daughter of a woman who works at the house. So they come from two different stations in life, and yet they forge this unusual friendship, and that's back in the 1930s. And then the story moves to the 1940s and actually slides back and forth between these a little bit, but it goes into the 1940s and The two women are both living in London when World War II breaks out. And, of course, there was the London Blitz at that time with the bombs raining down on the city of London. And Audrey and Eve sort of put aside their social differences and both sign up to be ambulance drivers during the Blitz. And they're in constant danger. And yet, it is time during the war when they both are dreaming of a brighter future. Eve with Audrey's brother, now that social conventions have broken down, and Audrey with an American who's stationed in England. 
but things don't turn out quite perfectly for them. And then the story moves to 1950, and Audrey leaves her house in England and goes to America with her young son. She's a widowed war bride, and she needs the support of her American in-laws. But when she arrives, she finds Eve in her place. And she's been impersonating Audrey for the past four years. So secrets will be unraveled and it will remain to be seen if they can restore the friendship that they had. It sounds a little bit more complicated than it actually is. It's quite easy to follow Audrey and Eve's story. And I thought it was just beautifully done It was a masterpiece, as Lynn is known to put out. So I would highly recommend, if you did not pick up If I Were You this summer, put it on your to-be-read list for the fall. Another book that I have read and that I really, really enjoyed over this summer was The Tea Chest by Heidi Shivaroli. Heidi, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. This is another split fiction book. As I have said before, even though this is a historical fiction podcast, there is so much split fiction out there that for the purpose of this broadcast, we're going to include split fiction as well. Because I really do love historical fiction, but I'm enjoying all this split fiction. I think it's interesting to try to see how the two stories mesh and how the authors work them together. So this is The Tea Chest by Heidi Chivaroli, and the historical part takes place in Boston in the 1770s, and it circles around the Boston Tea Party. Emma Malcolm's father is a loyalist, but she's in love with Noah Winslow, who is a lowly printer's assistant, and even worse than that, he's a patriot. Of course, Emma's father isn't really happy about this, and so he promises her hand to Samuel Clark, and he's just a rapscallion. She would have to give up all of her friends and her beliefs as well if she ever married Samuel. And so she vows that she will never marry Samuel. But Samuel isn't so easily dissuaded, and he ends up blackmailing Emma. And she has to do whatever it takes to protect those she loves, even if it means becoming Samuel's wife. And then in the present day... Haley Ashworth is determined to become the first woman inducted into the Navy SEALs. But she has to return to Boston before she can do that and put the abuse and neglect of her childhood behind her. And while she's there, of course, she runs into the man she once loved. And this leads to the discovery of a tea chest. And there's a document hidden inside it. It. And it leaves her wondering if maybe, just maybe, strength and freedom are deeper than she first realized. And Heidi does a wonderful job of weaving these two storylines, these two timelines together. And as the present day heroine Haley Ashworth goes about 
solving the mystery of this tea chest and the paper that is hidden inside, she takes us back and forth to the 1770s and the time around the Boston Tea Party. And we find out, along with Haley, what the secrets are to that tea chest and who Emma was. And there's a connection between Haley and Emma, and that's all I'm going to say about that. But it was a really good book. I truly enjoyed The Tea Chest by Heidi Shivaroli. So that might be another one you'll want to pick up if you didn't get to it this summer. Now, the next book we're going to talk about even has a summary-sounding name, and that is Until June by Barbara Britton. I was so excited. Barbara is usually a biblical fiction author, but she moves time periods this time, and it's actually the first story that she ever wrote, and she's worked on it, and now has released this book until June. It is set in Alaska in 1918, and this 17-year-old girl, Josephine Nimitz, agrees to take care of a World War I amputee in this remote Alaskan lodge. She's there to try to help him to heal, and at first, He isn't very fond of this. His name is Jeff Chambers, and he isn't really happy with the idea of having this young thing come and take care of him. He's depressed. He's addicted to painkillers, to morphine. He's dealing with what they called shell shock at that time, what we today know as PTSD, And all of this brings Josephine to the brink of leaving him there alone in this lodge. The only thing holding her there is the money her salary brings. But Josephine isn't easily put off. And when she decides to stay, she is determined to help Jeff get back on his feet. This is a romance, so you can imagine that there is that romantic element also running through this. I just thought it was an amazing book. It was so good. Barbara, as I said, stepped out of her usual comfort zone and did something closer to present day, did a World War I 1918 book. Although you don't see anything of the war, it's all after this amputee arrives home in Alaska. She just did a fabulous job. I was hooked in the story from beginning to end, and it was so well done. Barbara Britton might be a new author to you, especially if you don't read much biblical fiction, although I would suggest her biblical fiction as well. She does a beautiful job with that, but this just proves that Barbara can write pretty much any time frame that she wants to. So that's Until June by Barbara Britton, one of the best books that I read all summer long, hands down, was Fragments of Light by Michelle Phoenix. And this, again, is a split fiction, but it's so very, very well done. Celie is the present-day hero, and she just has completed her fight with breast cancer when her husband of 23 years walks out on her. She comes to depend on the support of Darlene, her quirky elderly friend who has also been battling cancer. 
And when Darlene's prognosis turns dire, Seeley makes a promise to Darlene. It's to find the World War II paratrooper named Cal, who is the father who disappeared when Darlene was an infant. So this search takes Seeley all the way to a small town in Normandy. So this book alternates between the present day and Seeley and also Cal and the two French sisters who take him in after he paratroops in behind enemy lines on D-Day. It's just such a well-done book. And the way that Michelle weaves these stories together is, again, just beautifully done. So there are a lot of authors who do this split fiction thing so very well, and Michelle is one of them. You can really tell Michelle's French background in this. It just is so rich in detail and so lyrical almost in its writing. And yes, I cried. I ugly cried. I sobbed my eyes out at this one. But it was so very, very good. And if you have not read Fragments of Light by Michelle Phoenix that released in July, definitely highly recommend it. Pick it up. You will enjoy this. I promise you that you will. Another book that I read this summer and completely enjoyed was The White Rose Resists by Amanda Barrett. This is another World War II book. This one is straight historical, so it's not a split time. Amanda Barrett was just nominated for a Christie Award for her previous World War II book, which was My Dearest Dietrich, which is also a fabulous read. And she follows it up with another terrific book based on true people and true events in Germany during the war. So this is based on the story of Hans and Sophie Scholl, and they're caught up in this patriotic tide in Germany until they realize what Hitler is really all about. And Hans and Sophie are students in Munich, and they form this little group, they call it the White Rose, and they print and distribute leaflets calling for Germans to rise up against the evil in their country. And they're always at risk of being discovered by the Gestapo. So it's very suspenseful. Annalise Brandt is an art major who has come to the University of Munich to study. And she's doing this for a year. Her father has given her a year to do this and no more. And then she has to go home and marry this Nazi that her father has promised her to. And yet she becomes caught up in the White Rose Resists. She befriends Hans and Sophie and comes to believe in what they are fighting for. Annalise and Hans and Sophie all lead this double life. By daytime, they are students, and by nighttime, they are resistors. The stakes just keep rising and rising and rising. I knew the story of Hans and Sophie Scholl, so I knew what was coming, and I just held my breath through the entire book. It was so well done, and I really had a hard time distinguishing 
who were the real characters and who were the fictional characters. That's how well Amanda draws each of these characters. So it's an excellent, excellent book. And I would highly recommend it if you haven't read The White Rose Resists by Amanda Barrett. Pick it up. Put it on your fall to be read list. And then there are two books that I did not get to during the summer. One of them is A Gilded Lady by Elizabeth Camden. And this one takes place during the gilded, what they call the Gilded Age, the early 1900s. And Caroline Delacroix is at the pinnacle of Washington high society. She's secretary to the First Lady of the United States. Underneath all the glitz and glamour, Caroline is hiding a secret. She's surrounded by a web of foreign espionage and has a brother who is facing execution for treason. Nathaniel Trask is the head of the president's secret service team. And he's very suspicious of Caroline because of her brother. The trouble is that he finds Caroline to be very attractive and she's charming and witty and he's drawn to her. But he has to keep the president protected and he has to keep that in mind and he keep his focus on his job. This book is one that I have not read, as I said, but it came very highly recommended to me and it has some wonderful ratings. I would highly suggest checking out A Gilded Lady. It's book two in the Hope and Glory series by Elizabeth Camden. So there are other books in this series. And I will be checking this one out myself. It's going to go on my to-be-read pile. And finally, we've come to a series of books, actually, written by Jody Headland. Again, I have not picked up any of these books, but they really do sound very fascinating, especially if you're a fan of the straight historical romance. This whole series is called the Brideship series. Now, brideships were these ships, mostly in the 1860s, that sailed from England to Victoria on Vancouver Island. It was not part of Canada yet at that time. And they went there for the purpose of trying to find a spouse. I didn't realize it, but at the time, England had 600,000 more women than they had men. Many of the men had already left England for other parts. And so there was this lack of men to go around, especially for middle-class women. And they couldn't get a job to support themselves. So marriage was really their only option. Strangely enough, on Vancouver Island, women only made up 11% of the population. So it made sense that these young women would leave England on these bride ships and travel to Vancouver Island with the idea of finding a spouse. The first book in this series, A Reluctant Bride, actually released in the summer of 2019. But then Jody started releasing them more frequently. So the second book, The Runaway Bride, released in March of this year. And the third book, A Bride of Convenience, released in June, and then in August, the last one in this series, Almost a Bride, released. 
And as I said, I haven't read these, but I heard so much buzz about these, especially when I asked my readers what they had been reading this summer. So many of them suggested that I pick up Jody Hedlund's books, especially this Brideship series. They said it was really well done, very good. So especially if you are a fan of historical romances, this plays right into your hand. They sound like wonderful romances, and I have heard nothing but good things about Jody Hedlund's Brideship series, and the books again are A Reluctant Bride, The Runaway Bride, a Bride of Convenience, and Almost a Bride. So they all have brides in there. That should give you a hint that they are historical romances. Well, that just about does it for this episode of Christian Historical Fiction Talk. If you would like more information on any of these books, be sure to look them up on our show notes, which you can find at christianhistoricalfiction.buzzsprout.com. I will have links to all of these books there, and so you can pick up whichever ones sound interesting to you over there. Please also visit my website, which is liztolsma.com. You'll find lots more information there about me and about my books and my new releases as well. And I hope that we can get connected that way. Remember to look up Christian Historical Fiction Talk on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And also, please be sure to join us for our next episode because Rosanna White is going to be our guest and she is going to be here talking about her latest release, which is A Portrait of Loyalty. I have read this. It is so Good. I did not read the first two books in the Codebreaker series, but I did read A Portrait of Loyalty. I think I'm going to go back and read the first two books. It's a standalone, so you can read it by itself. That might be something also you would like to check out before next episode. So please join us next time for another episode of Christian Historical Fiction Talk. We'll see you then. (music) 